0: that we never should have landed a man on the moon. It's a mistake. Now everything is compared to that one accomplishment. Now we go, I can't believe they can land a man on the moon and taste my coffee. I think we all would have been a lot happier if we hadn't landed a man on the moon. Then we go, they can't make a prescription bottle top that's easy to open. I'm not surprised they couldn't land a man on the moon. Things make perfect sense to me now.
1: Hi, hey, welcome Analysis this News. I'm Matt Hayes and I'm uh, talking to the first man to successfully suck his own ass,
0: Bob Panalone. Matt Hayes, we have a problem. I uh, failed to suck on my own ass. <laughs> oh
1: man, that's your catchphrase. How can you fail on that? Hey, welcome back, buddy. Yeah, welcome.
0: Welcome back from a safe voyage.
1: Yes, I've uh, successfully voyaged from Hood River, Oregon, through Portland down to Salem, doing a little wine tasting. Um, been a fun little vacation so far, tasted some nice nice wines. Um, and you know, I'm uh-huh. not just having one glass of wine, Bob, you gotta understand, I'm having seven. It's a tasting, it's classy. Oh,
0: okay.
1: <laughs> it's a tasting. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna be talking, we're gonna be talking first man, and this is our... Start us off, Bob, is uh, everything Damien Giselle touches is Oscar-worthy, was this.
0: Yes, he's going to... It it, it will be Oscar-worthy, I believe. I thought this was very technically sound, very cinematically worthy of uh, achievement in motion picture, but I thought there was a little lacking in terms of character and story. And that's kind of where I want to start today, is talking about how surprised I was at how little I connected with Neil Armstrong.
1: Yeah, well, in today's climate, do people really care about the exploits of a white man? <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, not to make light of it, but is that uh, I, I felt the same way, actually. I felt a little disconnected. Um, not that it was bad movie i I think it's a good movie i mean it's sitting at 88 percent ron tomatoes b plus range i think that's fair i'd say it's a b plus movie
0: yeah in terms Um, of his three main motion pictures i haven't seen anything before whiplash but this is my least favorite of his three
1: yeah so he did whiplash boom right out of the gate masterpiece um yeah um and then it's like, all right, here's the keys to the castle. Here, here's a big budget film for you. And they were kind of sitting on the script for a while. It wasn't really ready. He was kind of given uh, Ryan Gosling, I think. I think the studio wanted him, and they, they wanted them to work together. And then they were waiting for the script. And in the meantime, he's like, well, I have this La La Land thing. Uh, gave it to Ryan. Ryan loved it. And they, they did that in the, in the interim. So that's kind of how that ha- – like, so he had already been given you know, the Ferrari. Mm-hmm. The, almost um, the Orson Welles
0: treatment. Here's all yeah. the money. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, do you find it weird that he hasn't worked with uh, Miles Teller uh, again? I mean, that you know how like Scorsese and uh, did, you know DiCaprio and yeah. they go off and they make even, five, ten, everyone drinks. By the
0: way, but yeah, even before yeah. Leo, Scorsese's boy was De Niro, and Scorsese would use him over and over again. And and you do yeah. see a lot. Even Steven Spielberg work with Dreyfus a lot early in his career Uh, these these bigger directors they they find people that they trust in and they believe and they can collaborate with and they use them over and over again maybe miles teller is just a super douche i think he has to be
1: he just i i i don't know how he came to be in whip in whiplash i don't know if they were buddies or he just auditioned and that was his breakout and uh you know damon giselle was trying to break out and but well, I do, I, know, yeah, and then he, I
0: do know that J.K. Simmons said that they originally had done Whiplash as a short, and there was a different actor right, that played the right. drummer, the kid, and then the studio recast with uh, with
1: Teller. So the studio recast. Well, had he done Spectacular Now already? He had already done was that. Was that yeah. A... yeah, okay, so he had a little buzz. Um, so I think, yeah, he was kind of giving that guy, and he, he was great. It was fine, but then... Yeah, you just see him in the news. He just feels like a douche. Anyway, so then he gets to work with Gosling. Gosling has to be a cooler, chiller dude. Yeah. Um, But it wasn't like, you know, he cast him in La La Land, and then he's like, you know what? That worked out really well. Let's go off and do First Man, my my big budget film. I think they were already kind of working together already. So, yeah. Um, And friend friend of the pod, Cameron Dodge White, uh, a little insider info. Apparently, Damon Chazelle and uh, Gosling, or Baby Goose, as he calls him, uh, had a little, had a, many sit-down meetings over brunch at Little Dom's, that's ah, yes, what uh, Cameron okay. manages. Yeah. I love how you can and, give our uh, listeners
0: the inside information on the Hollywood scoop while people are drinking their mimosas.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the Hollywood scoop, yeah. So over mimosas, they met uh, multiple occasions. And Damien Chazelle actually left behind a, um, not a briefcase, but you know, kind of a, a European carry-all, as you, like a satchel of like some very... Um, uh, you know uh, for your eyes only top secret scripts and 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 uh Kind of early art, and uh, so he was kind of uh, he was bringing Gosling up to speed on where the movie had progressed to. They were talking about the character and blah blah blah, and he had left behind a lot of the uh, materials. And then so uh, he come and Cameron got a hold of his people to be like, hey, look, I have this very sensitive information. It looks like I'm not going to touch it. It's here. Wow. And then they're like, oh, I'm like, oh my God, yes. Thank you for not selling that to TMZ. Uh, and that whole thing. So. The only thing oh, is I want
0: to be Buzz Aldrin in the picture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Direct. Um, Opportunity so missed, get. Cameron.
1: Yeah, I know you should shot on those mimosas. Oh <laughs> uh, Hollywood scoop for you. Anyway, back to the movie. Um, yeah, I think I totally agree with you. It, it's technically sound. I think the what, what, what was the most gripping for me? Is, is is are the scenes where they're they're in this cockpit? It's really close. I think there was actually. I mean, I know Damon Chazelle. I guess is now known for tracking shots and wipes and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, but uh, there was. I don't know if you would consider it a lo- a, a one shot or a tracking shot. I, I mean, there are a few tracking shots of like going up to the launch. But when the early kind of test flights. They're 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 you're right in the cockpit with this guy. It feels like you're the one going in there. Yeah, um, they the do. Camera.
0: they do, and I saw this in IMAX. I know we had talked about it when we were finishing our last conversation about the necessity to see it in IMAX. They the the use of the close up shaky cam, and they they're rocking mm-hmm. that cam, and then the I thought audio wise and when we get to the oscar conversations the use of noise in that cockpit i thought was incredible and it really gave you that perspective and just gave me high anxiety they start you off real the first scene just a really intense scene with him flying up to the atmosphere or the stratosphere or whatever the hell and crashing back down to earth and and
1: yeah. Everything, mm-hmm.
0: everything related to the practicality, and they kept it really practical. It didn't feel like a lot of CGI in there. And no, yeah, it really felt.
1: But I guess it, it it had to be, right? Yeah, I was wondering about that, like how they got these shots. And if if you if you see, saw the film in an arc light, there's a great little arc light presents that follows like a featurette that follows the film, kind of um, a little making of, and uh, it's a lot of. Um, Kind of like, you know, amusement park rides where you're in a shaky kind of flight simulator and there's a wraparound kind of green screen. Uh, mm-hmm. And that is, is how they got a lot of those shots. But I totally agree. Like, when I came out of the theater, um, my early report card was, what can I see this winning? Um, I'll give it sound mixing. sound Editing, editing I guess. I'll and sh- then cinematography,
0: yeah. possibly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, those, those are my
0: early picks. I, the, the scenes, first of all, you couldn't pay me to get into one of those cockpits. Maybe not the the cockpit. Okay. Maybe. But when, when him and, and his buddy are getting loaded to go into space, to do the docking test and mm-hmm. they're, they're strapping those guys. Docking. Yeah. The space docking. And they're strapping <laughs> those guys in. I said, no fucking way. <laughs> right. And it, it, it shows a little bit of the heroism that it, that, had to go into, and we celebrate, and we, we all know the the, la- the end of the story, the final chapter in the book, where they, they're walking on the moon, and they're American legends, and your name's going to be remembered for, for centuries, but just all of the uncertainty before that, and r- the likelihood, you very, much, you very well could die, and they, I think they did a nice job of kind of playing that up, and they really kept the story boots on the ground. You know, they, they, they kept it, there's only about 15 minutes of space stuff, and it's really about yeah. how that anxiety seeped into his day-to-day life, in his family, with his wife, and also the tragedy of his daughter played a huge role in that as well.
1: Huge role, yeah, the daughter tragedy, um, tragedy. He seemed to care more about what had happened in the past to his daughter and how that was affecting him than he almost kind of wanted to die because he was probably he was like depressed about it, you know what i mean? He didn't really care about the risks. Everyone else around him cared.
0: Uh i and and that's kind of to the point i was saying where i didn't get a lot of clarity in the character. And i And we kind of got Gosling. I feel there's two types of Gosling. There's sleepy, almost uh, sleepwalking through the movie Gosling, where where you kind of see that in the movie Drive. You see it here. Drive versus kind of fired up personality Gosling, where you get in La La Land or even Notebook. You know, there's very that's a very different actor. That what do you want? you're. What do you want? That that scene in in Notebook, you know, where he's in the driving rain, and I know it's cheesy, but a, there's a lot of fire coming out. He's really going for it. Versus, I wrote you
1: every day for a year, yeah. every day for every a year. year.
0: But and then, and then, and then, of course, there's Drive, where he says maybe six things, <laughs> six words. Yeah, I
1: per- I I mean, Drive is a cool movie. I prefer Personality Gosling. I I like when he gets to be funny and charming, because that I think that's that's that's. Suits him more as opposed to brooding. I'm just going to like, let my eyes
0: do the acting. But I also and, appreciate that. He's not always going for it. It's not that, you know, everyone makes fun of yeah, Mar- the, yeah. uh, Ruffalo for the, they knew they knew. And he was, he was trying to win his Oscar in that moment. Um And I, I just think I, I do appreciate that. He is subtle and that he is subdued and he, he plays the moments honestly, but this movie, I had a hard time connecting. Maybe it's story, a little bit of performance, but I didn't connect as much. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's certainly no resident insane man, Ben Foster. Um, Very
0: different movie of Ben Foster as Neil Armstrong. He- <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> hey, ah! Ah! Give me my liquor. It's time for me to get in a space zone.
1: Uh, I, I, I feel like there's a podcast out there already, like the recastables or, or, or how, what the movie, what this movie would be like with a different actor, but that, that would have been a good episode. Thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of great talent here. You know, you got, you got big names, you got Claire Foy, the queen.
0: Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that show. Do you watch that show? You're English. So do you get in all the English TV? I, TVs? Uh, I definitely watched the, the queen or the crown, the crown. uh, the ground. She's the new dragon tattoo girl, girl who yeah, girl who's dragon tattoo. I don't know the girl who kicked the horse. Whatever or... the new one is,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, yeah. Anyway, um,
0: I actually really liked her in Ch- this. I thought, in terms of the performances, she was my favorite actually.
1: Yeah, she. I mean, yeah, she can. She went for it. Uh, that that's you know, the emotional stakes were the highest with her. Um. You got Jason Clark, always solid. Always solid, uh, Ky- and he's really good Kyle too. Kyle
0: Chandler, like yeah. Kyle Chandler, yeah. Love Kyle Chandler, our, our man. buddy from Bloodline um, and Friday Night Lights. There,
1: exactly. Yeah, clear, clear eyes, full hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, can't lose. Can't
0: lose with Kyle Chandler. Can't lose.
1: Um, who oh, we got? Uh, Buzz Aldrin. You know that that guy's no slouch. What's that dude's name? We're just gonna call uh, him
0: Buzz Aldrin. The guy from Corey Stoll. Corey Stoll, our friend from season two of of house of cards yeah exactly
1: yeah a lot of a lot of great a lot of great people here also was Um, kind of
0: and i've always talked about this and me and caitlin had a long conversation on our way home and, and neil armstrong is a purdue grad so she was fired up my girlfriend caitlin is a purdue grad but uh she was we really had a lot of questions about buzz aldrin and what that life must have been like and even in the movie in the first man movie it's it's about the first man that walks on the moon but that dude's right next to him, you know. And he's the second he's guy. Close.
1: Well, yeah, I had a few questions going in. I mean, we all know how it ends. So I so I think everyone's more interested in the build up. And, and my thing was like, how did they decide it was going to be Neil Armstrong and be what what's Buzz Aldrin's deal? Like, I mean, what what is he he's just known for the second guy out there. I mean, a pretty pretty easy uh, answer to the first question, he was the commander. Mm-hmm. He gets to go out first. Everyone else kind of died around him, and he was kind of like the last one yeah, standing. Not up. that he was like, yeah, na- next man up. And I, I think he proved himself enough that I, – I don't know he, if he would have commanded the ship had everyone survived. I feel like maybe Jason Clark, well, was right there with him. I don't know who they kind of – who was kind of leading the race for – who had trained the hardest? You know what I mean. Like who was coming out of training camp as the one A? I don't. Maybe um, I
0: mis, misunderstood this, but I always thought that each group had a commander type and then a second man type. And Jason Clark was the second man type to the other commander, and they all blew up. But Jason Clark was always going to be the second man, even if it was Neil Armstrong. He was always going to be the second man up.
1: Right. Right. Well, I think they all had different groups. Right. Like. Um, like. Neil was always a part of Apollo 11 maybe or they just had their their different teams working on different missions right and it, mm-hmm. he was testing the lander and then they're like, all right you're gonna go to you're gonna be on the moon but Jason Clark's team they were they were going to be the first men in orbit but then the Russians beat them or something there was their their team got beat by the Russians. I remember that part in the movie uh, and he's like, oh sh- oh uh, the first um, he was gonna be the first man to do a spacewalk where you, okay. you know you go out. And he come back, you into, come the back ship.
0: into the ship. Okay, Shea Wingham but, is also in this movie, and he's kind of in. He was the brother on Boardwalk Empire. He's just kind mm-hmm. of that everyman face. He was also in True Detective season one. He's just in a and he played the the other commander that the guy who was originally supposed to do the the moonwalk. Oh, oh yeah, Gus yeah, Grissom or whatever.
1: How uh, how crazy was that? Um... That bad fire scene. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was pretty I th- insane. I thought
1: that was re- – I was like, man, that was really intense. Uh, the movie uh, – the person I saw the movie with, Abby – uh, she went to the bathroom right before that. I was like, oh, I was like, you, because you, you could, you could tell something was gonna go wrong. with they're like strapping these dudes in, there's like a lot of foreshadowing. I was like, something has to go. And she gets up to go. I was like, ah, you're
0: like, like, what she now? didn't. She I, I didn't say anything. The scene where Ryan Gosling is playing with his peas at dinner and he's just staring at the drywall. He, that she. That like we're gonna watch that uh, that's scene. That's the scene but I
1: chose, actually. I actually went to the bathroom. I think it was during that. I was like, "All right, I think uh, I think I'm good to go for a little while here." There's gonna be a lot of brooding in the hallway. It's gonna be dark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she saw the build-up to them getting into this pod, and chose to go to the bathroom. I was like, "You might want to wait for like five minutes." I didn't say anything, but I, you could
0: feel it. Yeah. You could feel the tension. Feel your tension in the air.
1: <laughs> but man, when when like, "Hey, we got a bad fire here. Bad fire! Boom!" Yeah. I was like, "Oh and You God. see those
0: doors just kind of expand and it's a little stint. Dent. Yeah. yeah.
1: I was like, "Oh god, that's what a, that's brutal." Yeah. I mean, that that's that's where it really got visceral, where it's like, "Damn, there's like you could I die." Man, there's yeah. Yeah, like at any moment. Mhm. Uh not just like suffocating in space, but like the you're you're on a missile. And it yeah, it blows up more often than not in those days. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Being burned alive when you're strapped into a tiny little space, you can't uh, move. Gee,
0: the claustrophobia. If you're claustrophobic, look out for this one, man. Go see it in IMAX yeah. just to give yourself more space, because it's it's uh it's definitely puts you in the perspective of those astronauts, and it's it's pretty harrowing.
1: Yeah, let's talk large format. I saw it at the Cinema Dome, which is not IMAX, but it's seventy-two millimeter. Um, they kind of, for the first time they had painted the domes. So it kind of looked like space. I thought it was kind of a cool, uh, little feature, but, uh, so yeah, cinema dome, uh, massive theater in Hollywood, um, coming up on its 40th anniversary. I didn't get, I didn't go for IMAX and, uh, I guess maybe you can speak to this. Um, had I seen it in IMAX, I would have been disappointed by the lunar sequence. I guess I kind of wanted more of that.
0: Well, it was just the fact that it wasn't very long, that there wasn't a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. The, the the cool thing it's almost like a, it's almost a second movie because they did a nice job of the film at least that they shot it on. It seems, I don't know how they did it, how they were able to get the texture, but it seems almost like it was shot in 1960s. Like the way the film looks in yeah. in the scenes at home and so it looks very 50 60s. yeah so did a nice job and so it's almost it's like a movie that's about a time but it almost looks kind of like a movie that's from the time in a way which was uh-huh. a nice is yeah, a very yeah. nice directing touch Damien Chazelle and it shows off his talent it's like oh that's a really cool idea and then when when you get into the lunar sequence it's almost like we're stepping into a new era and I, I think that's what he's uh-huh. going for and that screen fills up and you're like wow and the all the scenes on the and, and I really liked the practicality of it. They kept it very it, it really felt like we were on the moon with an HD mm-hmm. camera. I I I was in I was into that piece. Uh I again the the use of sound when they open up that cockpit door, that lunar door. Yeah. <laughs> and then the use of silence in that moment was was really cool mm-hmm. as well but yeah it was it was only 15 minutes and the only thing i can really compare this to you can't really compare it to gravity cuz that's so that was so hollywood but apollo 13 and apollo 13 played with some of the same themes they they, they did kind of show the the family element I don't know if you remember the scene where the life the wife, uh, Tom Hanks' wife loses her wedding ring down the drain, and they they uh, they they show the impact of what that was like on the family. But they spent so much time in space, and that was really a movie that was 15% at home and 85% in space. And this is almost the other way around, and it, it left me wanting yeah. more. Uh yeah, I
1: was going to ask you that question. What's what's the more impactful mission, Apollo 11 or Apollo 13? In
0: terms of an entertaining movie, Apollo 13.
1: Which is crazy because you would think the first man on the moon would be and uh, what Apollo 13 was what? It was what were they trying to achieve?
0: I think they were just also trying to go back to the moon. Cuz there's a whole scene yeah, where they're compensating they're- for moon rocks and everything they're throwing all the the stuff into the pod. But And and both are history. You know the ending of each story. You know that the men are going to make it back in Apollo 13. And you know that they're going to make it up safely to the moon. So one was just more compelling. And it was just more interesting to watch the stuff in space. And I think if you were going to go for the at-home drama, I think they needed to do a better job in developing it. I don't think this movie is nearly as impactful and as dramatic as they think it is. As Damien Chazelle does.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just reading about it now. I guess uh, the Apollo 13 mission was more of a routine ba- trip back to the moon, but they suffered uh, catastrophic damage to the, the vessel, and then they had to, in, in the moment, kind of figure out how to get that back. Mm-hmm. So that there's the tension is, is trying to, like, coming up with a solution on the fly as opposed to, like, achieving a goal of getting the, to
0: the first somewhere. Um, were you confused yeah. by the passage of time in this movie? Um, yeah, uh, a little. Well, cause like
1: a couple of, ye- yeah, it was 1961 to 1969. Um, so the, the life and times of, uh, Neil Armstrong in seven years. Yeah. Cause she's, I, his um, wife's
0: pregnant and then it's two scenes later and the kid's like seven or eight years old. And I'm like, what, hold on. what, what? It almost seemed like the oh, training right. was four days. It seemed like as long as it took Randy Marsh to grow the weed in the weed farm. <laughs>
1: um, I actually wasn't confused by that just because they did a good job of uh, setting the 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 marker before every you know time change, time jump. And like, okay, now it's two years later. Okay, it's just like, um, I just don't realize how long it takes to train for something like that. Yeah, like it's not just like one day you show up. Uh, you're in class all night and then you put into some crazy machine where it makes everybody throw up and then you're astronauts it's like you do that for two years
0: um, it's tough with these kind it's... of movies though to give you that sense and we've had this conversation before but do you think this would have served better as an eight-part miniseries rather than a two-hour um, movie
1: I mean that's why you know you know storytellers are going more and more to TV and um, but uh, I, I think it would have fizzled out. On I mean, uh, obviously it would have worked. It would have been a great show. But uh, just do you really want to see the minutiae of, like, every, every training session? Um, I mean, kind of like cut to the chase. Let's get to the moon landing. Yeah, um, I, I did kind of like
0: the training sessions, though, when he was in that revolving yeah. and he try not to pass out. And, you know, all that all those those were all critical at different parts of the movie where he actually needed to apply that training. I thought that was really neat.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. But I, I wanted to ask you, because before we turned the mics on, we were uh, <laughs> we were doing a little uh, Brian Regan. Did, when I came out of the movie, I immediately thought of the Brian Regan bit um, and then also the comedians in cars where they're, like, comparing notes on the fact that they had the same joke. Yeah. Did that, they could put, did put that a man down? on
0: the moon, but they can't untangle this television wire. It's like, well, <laughs> would that? A-
1: they can put a man on the moon.
0: Yeah, people using the moon landing
1: to uh, complain about the their everyday the things that go wrong mm-hmm, with their everyday their stupid topologies. phone. Yeah, like God, they can put a man on the moon, but they can't sync up my Bluetooth headphones. <laughs> exactly. It's like, and be, like, and so the joke is that everyone would be better off if they didn't put a man on the moon. Like, God, I can't, I can't get this
0: cord untangled, but. They can't put a man. Yeah, on the moon, they haven't even put so a man on the moon yet. So my life's just a bowl of cherries. <laughs> what a great observation! Uh,
1: it's so good. And then, so Jerry has the same joke, um, and he tells it, it's in his like uh, before one of the episodes of Seinfeld. He he goes into the bit, and I I prefer Brian's, and I, I forget the difference because they're talking about it on communities and Cars. They're comparing who you know who has the different observation. Um, but I think they pretty much essentially have the same exact idea, just Brian delivers it better because he's got, like, the, the voice and he does the um, you know, the physical comedy of watching someone struggling with yeah. a long phone wire. I remember liking um, Brian Regan's better. Yeah. Well, Jerry's thing is more about how
0: it, people would be better off if we didn't go to the moon Correct, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, anyway. I, do um, you, but, you're, you're the one that's been doing actual research instead of me shooting from the hip over here but do you know if neil armstrong actually dropped his daughter's bracelet onto the moon into that crevasse or was that written oh
1: i didn't uh, yeah i didn't look into that i mean that feels something that would have been written i mean yeah i like
0: the touch Uh, i i i thought it mm -hmm. was a nice piece of storytelling there and that's that was the most emotion we kind of got out of Gosling. Besides, I, I did think that his best moment, and if he does get nominated, it'll be for his work at the dinner table scene. Mostly twiddling that ring around his finger. But uh, he, I thought that the, the dinner table scene had some nice drama as well. Because that's the thing he's most afraid of, is having that conversation with his kids above anything else.
1: Is that, is that when he's preparing his kids? Yeah, for he's, the he's talking to his not...
0: kids and he's, he's answering the questions very matter-of-factly, very Neil Armstrong. Yeah,
1: yeah and actually um, Claire Foy had a good moment in the lead-up where she forces him to have that conversation. Um, I'm not going to tell my she...
0: kids that the last moment was their dad packing his briefcase.
1: Yeah, you're going to do it.
0: Uh, which is cool because, yeah,
1: usually it's the, the grieving wife who has to be like, well, daddy wasn't, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, I'm not having
0: that conversation. You're going to do mm-hmm. it right I've now. I've done all the heavy lifting up to this point. You're going to take us over the goal line.
1: Um, So I kind of touched on this at the beginning, but um, do you think a movie like Hidden Figures, where we where we we see the story told of people that were integral to uh, some advancement that hasn't been told before is more interesting than this guy that everybody kind of knew was a hero, but maybe didn't know, you know, the The, inner workings of exactly what, I mean, what do you think is the more important story to be told? I know there are different movies. Yeah.
0: Are you talking about more important story to be, I guess their story, I guess the hidden figure story is, is more interesting to me. And even Apollo 13 was before the movie came out. Not a lot of people of our age knew that story. And so it was mm-hmm. still kind of learning it for the first time, even though you could obviously hear what happened in those missions. But I, I, I just, the, this wasn't as compelling. It's not.
1: Yeah. It wasn't really, maybe it was just like, maybe he's just not a compelling character. Um, I mean, I'm sure the biography is great. And I, and I guess, um, the book is the only authorized biography. So that might be an interesting to read. Um, but, uh, I mean, yeah, we, we know these guys walked on the moon, but I didn't know anything else going in, so I was ready to be surprised and enlightened, and I, I just wasn't really. Um, the, 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 the stories of lesser-known heroes uh, in terms of space travel, I, I guess, is more impactful. Um, but, yeah, but also, like, Buzz Aldrin remains a mystery to me. He just kind of shows up midway out of nowhere. He's cracking now... jokes.
0: He's got a loudmouth asshole. It's like, hey, I'm just yeah, speaking like my mind. He, it's like, well, maybe you shouldn't. Is he a? Was he a specialist?
1: What was his deal? Like, why would? Why did they choose him? I think he's just a I whiz would... at,
0: at flight and flight patterns, and he was the he was yeah, the master pilot. Was he a
1: better pilot? Yeah. Yeah. So he was a better pilot, and what? Um. And but or uh, Neil was a was the engineer. I guess that was mm-hmm. just like an overall. I could Neil was yeah, the math but, but was whiz. Great
0: yeah.
1: At, yeah, the math whiz, and. Well, he he was able to solve the problems with like bumping up, like bumping off of the uh, atmosphere and being able to figure out how to get back. And down he's the one like that the, tells
0: him. The, we, he's the one that tells him we need to to we can't land there. We can't land there. Like Buzz is the is the master, I guess, of that piece.
1: Yeah, the navigator, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I guess I just wanted to to know more about that that guy as well. But I mean, maybe we'll uh, I'll look forward to a second man. <laughs> <laughs> story, the follow-up story about buzz aldrin yeah um all right we'll talk uh report cards um I, like i said i could only really i'll pencil in uh the the audio awards uh cinematography nom uh and then i guess nominations for just about everything else but in terms of win um i would write in yeah um sound mixing and editing but that's about it
0: Uh, I think cinematography, I I don't know if there's enough of it to get it a win, but it'll be nominated. Do you think uh, that that in terms of big ticket awards, do you think Gosling gets nominated? Do you think that Chazelle gets nominated? And I might even put Claire Foy into supporting actress. It seems like a part where she might be able to slip into that space. Uh, I wouldn't be
1: surprised if any those nominations, director, maybe less so, because it, it, it's a tight field with the five, I, I, uh, I mean, why not, I don't know, it's just, yeah, Why? I mean, it's all the same people are back, the score actually weirdly reminded me a lot of uh, La La Land. It's the same guy, saw, too. I, yeah, I know it's the same guy, I just like, heard a lot of the same notes, and I was like, oh wait, that kind of brought me back to La La Land real quick. Do you think they um, shot
0: some of the lunar scenes in the same planetarium that Ryan Gosling was slow dancing in? <laughs> Would have loved to see like <laughs> a crossover where they're actually slow dancing all,
1: yeah. and, like Neil, Neil Armstrong looks up. You know up what
0: Ryan, like, while we have you on that wire in the planetarium, <laughs> could we just get a one small step for you and just knock both these out in the same shot here? Oh, uh, I did
1: like that they used the actual audio recordings, though. Right? Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Or did did that did that take you out of it? it? Like, uh, I was hoping to s- have Ryan Gosling take a crack at no, that. No, I I night.
0: appreciated that they just used the actual audio. Yeah. Um and that, suspension and disbelief. That visor, nice work of the visor there, on the on the.
1: Yeah, that was that was a cool look. All right, well, uh, I've got dinner reservations. So I have to run. All right. Well, what do you yeah, wraps up first, man? Yeah. The, well,
0: what are you gonna order?
1: Uh, I think I'm going to a steakhouse. Might just do a little, you know, little
0: uh, eight ounce prime rib or something like that. I like my steak yeah. medium well. Cool. Well, uh, maybe we'll play out with a little Rocket Man because that was a trailer oh, that oh, I saw right one. before this movie anyway. So this thing is gonna be a long long time until you a be. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye. Bye. 12 people on the moon. Ever since we've done that, you you hear about people who get upset about little things in their life, and they blame the fact that we've been on the moon for their problems, as if there's a possible tie-in, you know? Like, if their phone cord is all tangled up, they can put a man on the moon... But they can't make a damn phone cord that won't fun up. They can put a man on the moon! Maybe if we never did that, they'd be happy, huh? That's not phone cord driving you crazy. Oh, nah. We haven't
1: even had a man
0: on the moon. Why would I let something like this bother me?